Hi, this is episode 16 of the Viva La Diva podcast. I'm your host, Laura J. Ingalls, and it's time to dare you to unconditionally love yourself. Whoop, whoop. This week's episode has a sponsor. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) No, really. Um, So that's the name of the sponsor, Whoop. Have you ever thought that you were in your best beast mode, but when you got to practice or when you got to your training session, you felt like sluggish, or maybe you felt zapped when you got to training, but you ended up like totally killing it at the gym or at the track? Well, Whoop takes the guesswork out of knowing whether you're going to be on your A-game or not. It is a totally next-level activity tracker, so you wear it around your wrist, and it analyzes the different metrics that inform what's called your recovery level, and it breaks them down into easy-to-implement recommendations. So think like the analytics of the pros, but recommendations that are so simple that even a weekend warrior could implement them and use them to you know, better predict how they're going to do during a training session or on a race day. So what is this super secret that Whoop has figured out that it like will give you a prediction on your performance? Well, Whoop uses three physiological markers to determine your personal readiness to perform every day. So they are heart rate variability, which is, if you've never heard of heart rate variability before, it's the measure of the naturally occurring irregularity of your heartbeat. And leading exercise physiologists have discovered that heart rate variability and the ability to measure that is one of the most useful tools for determining optimal training. The other, the second one is resting heart rate. So I'm sure that a lot of you have heard of resting heart rate before, and that is the number of times that your heart beats per minute while you rest. And WHOOP measures your resting heart rate during your deepest sleep each night. And that brings me to the third secret, which is sleep. That's the third secret to recovery, and we're talking the quantity and quality of your sleep. So not just how many hours you're in bed, but like, How was that sleep? And that includes your time spent in light sleep, REM sleep, slow wave deep sleep, Whoop! It basically calculates your the sleep that your body needs versus the sleep that you actually achieved every single night, and it provides a daily sleep score. And by balancing your recovery, your strain, and your sleep, you will have everything that you need in order to train optimally and unlock the secrets to your body's true potential. And here is the best part. Just for my listeners, Whoop is offering $50 off of a Whoop strap. So to get your Whoop strap, go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P, and use offer code Viva La Diva. That's all one word. So offer code Viva La Diva right at checkout. And here's the thing is this is such a genuine pitch because I am completely obsessed with my Whoop. And as you'll hear in today's episode, it completely revolutionized the way that I view my workouts, my strength, and my habits. So Whoop can also help you work smarter and go harder. So head over to the website, whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use offer code Viva La Diva. Get your $50 off and discover your personal formula to unlocking your best workout potential. As pumped as I am to have a sponsor for this week's episode, I'm also melting. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's July. It is insanely hot in Boston, and I am certain that I'm not the only one dragging myself through my workouts, wondering if the sun has actually has the power to like melt any semblance of strength out of my body. No matter how earned that that strength may be, I feel like the sun is just like, Bleh, you are weak and can do nothing. But I'm also going to put a positive spin on this heat wave because it is actually the perfect backdrop for the story that I want to share with you today about what it took to recover from surgery for me over the past year and get back to running. And yes, as I indicated at the beginning of this episode, it's related to this week's sponsor, Whoop. Um, So I ran my eighth marathon in Millinocket, Maine in December of 2017, but that's how the story ends. To set the scene from the beginning, I have to rewind the clock an extra year even before then to December 7th. 2016, which was the day that I had two of my parathyroid glands removed in what turned out to be a pretty significant surgery. Um, And it also coincided with the same week that I got my whoop. Um, And just for those of you that don't know, your parathyroid glands are two, we we all have four of them. We have four little glands that sit adjacent to our thyroid, and their only job is to monitor the amount of calcium in your body. And your calcium needs to stay within pretty strict, um, like, like range. And so, if you have too much calcium in your body, your uh, parathyroid glands tell the rest of your body to, you know, like slow down the mechanism by which it gets calcium out of the, the food that you eat. Um, and so that our body uses vitamin D in order to absorb calcium through our digestive tract. And so um, when the parathyroid glands suspect or like sense that there's too much calcium in your body, it will lower your vitamin D levels and stop taking, you know, stop producing vitamin D. And, and, um, and so that that will cue your digestive tract to take in less calcium from the food that you eat. And then the other thing that it does is if it senses that there's not enough calcium in your bloodstream, then it will cue your bones to start releasing calcium into your body um, and out of the bones. And when you have what I had, which are adenomas um, or tumors on your parathyroid glands, what you end up with is a situation where um, the 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 glands const- are constantly sending this like both signals at once, basically. So it will send signals to your bones to release calcium and then send signals to your the rest of your body saying, hey, we have too much calcium in the bloodstream. You know, don't take in any more from from um from you know your food. And so, you know, lower the vitamin D. And so it can make you feel really sluggish and really tired and you'll have, you know, depressed performance athletically, you know, muscle cramps and headaches and weird, you know, hormone cycles. And at the same time, you end up with brittle bones because all the calcium is coming out of your bones. It's like a really crazy, crazy um, situation to happen from just teeny, weeny, tiny, teeny, tiny little adenomas. So um, that's the background of what was going on with me. And just before surgery to have these adenomas removed, I had reached out to Whoop to get on their waiting list for one of their fantastic 
fancy new activity trackers. Um, and I knew about Whoop through friends that I had that worked for the company. And those friends had given me a chance to go on site and test some of their products. And I was so impressed. I thought it was so cool and I totally wanted in. And I was lucky enough that when I, um, when I went on their website and I got on, you know, at that time they hadn't been released yet. The product is all is released now. Um, but I was lucky enough that not only did I get to skip the line for the new release of the of the Whoop, but they also offered me a chance to be a brand ambassador. And it was like one of those total no-brainers because I absolutely, like I was in before, like way before then. So I got my Whoop and the timing was absolutely perfect because I knew that I was going to have a long road to recovery ahead of me. Uh, and not only did I want to get back to activity in general after surgery, but I really wanted to get back to the type of race performance that I used to have before I had those parathyroid adenomas and before I had hypercalcemia. And I knew that I had my work cut out for me and I wanted to use WHOOP to see if that might help me in monitoring my recovery as I took on the challenge of getting back to activity. So um, to go, to kind of paint the picture even more, the two years leading up to my surgery had been filled with what I would describe as like total athletic frustration. Every workout just felt like such a struggle. My mile times were nowhere near where they used to be before I had gotten sick. And even though in my brain, I knew that that was the result of my body reacting to having hyperparathyroid disease, it was so easy to get down on myself. You know, I would judge every single workout by my stopwatch and how challenging even the slowest workout felt to me. I just felt like a total weakling. And I questioned my inner strength. I questioned my ability to just work through pain and to run faster. I questioned my commitment to pushing myself. And it, as a coach, it was a total brutal self-image to contend with, never mind as an athlete. Because the, re the reality is, is I would never allow any of my clients or teammates to get down on themselves the way that I was getting down on myself. But I mean, I guess just being human, we're always harder on ourselves than we are on other people. And I also think that as athletes, we can be completely unreasonable in our expectations of what our bodies can do. And this way of being, it's like a beautiful thing when it pushes us to new heights, but it's also a major hindrance when our bodies are in dysfunction and in need of self-care and a little bit of patience. So, um, so here I was. It's surgery day in, you know, December 7th, 2016. And it was in my head, it was the day that all of my problems were going to be solved. And so like in my mind's eye, I was imagining that I was going to wake up having these two little, you know, tumorous glands removed from my neck. I was going to give it a few weeks of recovery. And then like, boom, I would be out there and I was going to be like stronger than ever, feeling renewed and rejuvenated. And like, I'd never been sick. And all, all that I can say about this expectation, this fairy tale that I had made up in my brain is thank God that I had my whoop. Um, and so the first thing that woke me up to myself was whoop's recovery metric. So it, every morning when you wake up, it gives you a recovery score and a sleep score. There are three scores, recovery, sleep, and performance. And so what I discovered in my recovery score when I would wake up in the morning was that my body was all but screaming at me for rest. 
it give, would give me big red scores every single day, and I could clearly see that I was doing a better job of healing when I um, like when I ditched all the prescribed pain medications because um, you know, sort of unsurprisingly, the opioids were doing me more harm than good. And um, and they gave me, like, I think they gave me just like the regular oxy. And even at a small dose, if I would, like, even in those first days after surgery on the nights that I took it, um, you know, for pain relief, which I actually realized very quickly I didn't actually even need um, because, you know, just plain Tylenol did better for me. But my whoop scores were in the red when I would take um when I would take the opioids and then they would move into the yellow um and I would get a better score when I wouldn't take them. So my body was actually doing a better job of healing itself when I could just even if I was getting less sleep in particular hours, I the quality of that sleep was so much better. Um so that was really fascinating. And um and to, to be fair, like I said, I was, you know, I was in the type of pain that that um, Tylenol could help enough, um, despite having my neck sliced open. It was crazy. Um, and then the other thing I realized was alcohol was like a forget it. Um, talk about something that ruins sleep. Just, you know, despite um, it, it just, oh, man, every time I would have like even one drink close to bedtime, my scores would end up in the red. So... Um, Anyway, uh, despite my newfound self-awareness in those first few months after surgery, uh, it was it was a long time, like like two or three months before I saw recoveries consistently in the green, where I would wake up and that score would be, you know, like, you know, good to go kind of scores. And um, that doesn't mean that I waited several months to get back to exercise. As a matter of fact, that's not what was recommended. It was recommended that I get back to moving after two weeks. And then after about a month, I was cleared to be able to, you know, lift heavy loads or do whatever I wanted. So I returned to exercise about two weeks post-surgery. But because of my whoop, I didn't try anything extreme. Um, My body was sending me clear signals that I was actually getting to see in real-time data that it wasn't time to go all out yet. And it was almost three months before I got a score um, in my WHOOP data that told me it was good to go. So I scaled back my workouts. I purposely kept my max heart rate down in the 145 or 150 range, even when I would go for a jog. And I waited. And... It, it while it was practice at checking my ego at the door because every time I want to go out for a run and I put on my Garmin, you know, we all want those fastest times to show up. Um, I could clearly see that I was slowly getting stronger, and most importantly, I had no pain, no muscle cramping, and I didn't have a single setback. And then by the time March rolled around, I knew that it was finally go time. I was getting all those green scores. I felt great. I had been consistently exercising at that lower rate, and I was I was ready, and I had evidence to prove that I was ready. I wasn't just guessing. And so I hit the track for the first time in years, and it was awesome. Like rather than being that dreaded workout that, oh God, I've got to get back to the track. It felt incredible. And after that, I was so easy to just ramp up my workouts and start to make some real progress in terms of strength and stamina. And finally, finally, I started to feel like my old self again. Only there was one major difference. I was now carving out way more time for sleep, way more rest days, and way more recovery. 
And my whoop was very clear about this because after every ramp up or every tough workout, my body needed sleep and it needed recovery time that I never used to give it. And now I had this actionable data often, you know, found in the form of a big bright red recovery graphic staring me in the face every morning and I was forced to listen. I couldn't like pretend that my sleep was better than it was. I I could see it. Um, so the results were that I got faster. I got like I got a lot faster in less time than I ever imagined possible, and I did it by training less and resting more. And I know that sounds insane, but it's true. Like, it's so it's so crazy. We push ourselves, and we push ourselves as athletes, and we think, you know, if I slow down or if I take an extra day this week, then I'm going to lose something. But I, it was actually turned out to be the exact opposite. I By taking that extra rest, I actually got faster so much faster. Um, and when summer hit, I advanced from um, from just hitting back the track. I, I started to get into marathon training mode, and I added some serious tempo runs to my schedule. And, um, and I really ramped up that plan. And inevitably, a day rolled around. Um, it was a day kind of like today where it was hot and Um, I expected to be able to go out and do the kind of run that I had been doing and, you know, and that expectation just ended up being completely out of grasp. You know, I went out there and every footfall was difficult. I took a ton of walk breaks. I felt so slow. And once again, I, I questioned that inner governor's ability to make my legs move when it all felt hard. And I started, you know, beating myself up again, you know, calling myself weak, you know, comparing myself to my friends who I see who all seem so strong and like they can work through anything. And I got home and I chucked off my Garmin and I was so mad. And then a few minutes later, my whoop notified me that it had calculated my workout. And I was like, oh, great. You know, can't wait to see what, you know, that easy run was that I sucked so hard at because, you know, Whoop will be like moderate effort or, you know, easy effort today. And so I was fully expecting because I had run so slow that my Whoop was going to just call it a moderate effort or, you know, whatever, easy effort. And and I would just continue with my frustration. So I tapped the app. And when it opened up, Suddenly, my whole perspective shifted because what it said was high strain. It gave me like a super high score. Um, It gave me this all-out effort rating, and it was this divine confirmation. Like, yeah, that was freaking hard, and you worked your butt off, so be proud. And suddenly, the time that my watch was telling me, like, didn't matter. I was obviously a badass. My heart rate, you know, was up in that, that you know, max zone for most of my workout. And, and my whoop was congratulating me for getting out there and working at that rate that I did for as long as I did. And it didn't matter what my percep, like, my perception was actually accurate. That was really freaking hard. And I did it. And so, it, like, this... This notion that my body doesn't operate exactly the same from day to day and that there are genuine, like, quote, bad days that feel really, really hard that have nothing to do with my inner strength or even my outer strength, this was like a totally novel idea. So instead of feeling defeated on my bad days, I suddenly started feeling completely encouraged. Like, yeah, I freaking got out there. Um, So I started using Whoop as my adjudicator. 
instead of my Garmin, um, although I still wore my Garmin because obviously like I had specific goals, but I didn't let the Garmin be the thing that made me feel like my workout was good or not. And, um, and using my Whoop, I just started modifi- modifying my training plan and I navigated my way through the season that way. And so, and I feel like the results spoke for themselves. You know, I hit new PRs in my 5K. I hit a new 10K PR. I hit a new 20 mile PR. And that's insane because I never expected that at 37 years old, I that that would happen, that I could hit times that were faster than when, you know, like before I got sick when I was like 32, 33, you know, all these years later, you're, you're supposed to slow down, right? But like, nope, I was way faster. And when I started training for the marathon, I, I didn't really have an expectation on that marathon other than to complete the race pain-free. Maybe I wanted to finish in under five hours. You know, I, at the start of the, the season, like I had had such a miserable two years prior that I just I just wanted to get through it. Um, but when race day finally arrived, what happened was that I matched my second best marath- marathon time ever. I came in at 4.35, and I, like, I loved every minute of it. Um, so as I sit here recording this podcast and reflecting back on all of this, of course I'm thrilled with the progress that I made in those 12 months. I got the comeback year that I so desperately wanted. But what I appreciate most they're not my race times, my PRs, my pace data. What I truly appreciate is this perspective that I've gained on my body's performance and recovery. And in particular, I appreciate that bad days were reframed as seeing my own strength come through when my body wasn't giving me optimal circumstances. And I just love that. I am so proud of that. And it is that perspective that will guide me as I aim for my next set of goals because always got to have goals. That's me, running coach, try coach, like always got to have goals. So my goals um, are to hit another sub two half marathon, hopefully this year in the fall. Um, And then my other goal is to complete an Ironman triathlon before I turn 40. So I've got two years and for the first time in years, I'm excited and confident for this these next goals, for this next chapter in my story. But I also sit here reflecting on what might be possible for all of us if we could reframe the way that we perceive our efforts with or without a whoop, with or without a Garmin. Um, I too often hear all of my fellow athletes berating themselves for poor performances. You know, um, my clients at the gym and my coaching clients, you guys all work so hard towards your goals. And the reality is that bad days are inevitable. And sometimes they are seemingly inexplicable. Yet the dedication, the heart, the hard work, those things are there and they are all that matter. How you might experience, you know, what that feels like is is totally variable and totally unpredictable. Um, but how might your experience of exercise, of running, of moving your body change if you believed that you were really doing your best, even on the days when it feels like you're taking steps backwards instead of forwards? What might be possible? Because I'm thinking the results of changing your way of thinking about these, quote, bad days that might be something like magic, you know, like a lifetime of fitness that isn't dependent on some number on a clock or a watch or a scale. Like, I love that future. Let's choose that one. 
Yeah? Whoop, whoop. So next week, I am jumping back in with a nutrition episode, and it is one of my favorite topics. It is the topic of greens, and anyone who has ever spent any amount of time with me knows how obsessed I am with greens. In fact, every time I'm in my kitchen, I jokingly call out to my roommate, you will never guess what I'm making for dinner tonight. And she jokingly calls back, oh my gosh, are you making a salad? And I'm like, yes, how did you guess? Uh, But we're going to go into that next week. But until then, my divas, do me a huge favor. Let's uh, cut the crap about judging our inner strength and our outer strength based on how we feel about our workouts. Let's believe in ourselves. Let's believe in our badassery. Let's believe in the efforts that we make day after day to get out there and do it and get it done. And then I want all of you to do me a huge favor, and I want you to go to whoop.com, check out what they've got going on over there, use offer code VIVALADIVA, get your $50 off your tracker, and then show them some love for showing me so much love. Um, As always, if you love this episode, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Toss in a couple of comments. Recommend me to your friends. And don't forget that you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LJIngles or hit up LauraJIngles.com for more podcast episodes. And until next time, Viva la Diva. Viva la Diva.